Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I'll be continuing our Behold series, looking at the things to fix our eyes on, the things to be sure to see as we head into 2023, the things of God that we are to be focusing on and trusting Him for and believing Him for this year. And this morning I want to read from Psalm 133 as the key passage of Scripture and share a few thoughts with you from this psalm around the idea of unity. That's our conversation for today. Uh, and Psalm 133 is one of the shortest Psalms, uh, but it contains one of the most powerful teachings um, on this topic of unity. So let's read it together. It says in verse one, behold, there's our word, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Brethren by implication, sisterin as well. So it's the body of Christ, right? It's his, it's his church. It is like the precious uh, oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. So there's one reference to a liquid that we're going to pick up on a little bit later. The second one is in verse three. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. I'm sure most of us would have heard that last part before, that where there's unity, God commands the blessing. And this is where it comes from, Psalm 133. Uh, and this is one of the many psalms that were sung as songs of ascent, which means that it was probably sung while David and the Jewish people were ascending the hill on Jerusalem on their way to worship God in the temple. Uh, that's where the name, the Song of Ascents, comes from. They would literally ascend the steps to worship God in the temple. And so this was sung as a song of praise to God as his people gathered together to worship him. And it speaks about that exact thing, this, this power of unity. You know, unity is such a vital part of the Christian faith. It's a key theme that's repeated many times in the Old and in the New Testament. And you could say that the principle of unity is both a divine command, it's, a, it's an instruction that we have from the Lord, and it contains and, and carries this profound blessing that, we'll, that we've seen from this text, which we'll unpack in just a moment. It's a divine command and it carries a profound blessing. And there's also different kinds of unity or expressions of unity, aren't there? And I suppose the first and most important one would be the unity of the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all divine and uniquely one in their own individual ways. Then there's also the unity that we have with Christ through his life in us. When we are born again, we are one with him in spirit. There's that unity. It's, it's the power of salvation, right? Christ in us, the hope of glory. And then there's also unity between a husband and a wife in the covenant of marriage. And the scripture says that the two will become one in the mystery and in the beauty of marriage. And of course, as we've heard from the scripture and which we'll unpack in a few more just now as well, there's unity in the church which is a major topic that the Apostle Paul um, wrote a lot about in his letters to the churches in the New Testament. So there's different kinds of unity. We know that it's based on, on, on the unity ultimately of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it's also important to note that in that context, unity in a, a biblical term does not mean uniformity. I'm sure we've all heard this saying before, and the analogy that the Apostle Paul uses in 1 Corinthians 12, which we'll read just now, really describes it well in that it's the diversities of the gifts, but the unity of the spirit that is being called for. You know, meaning that we will all, we are all called to fulfill our individual functions well and express our faith authentically and uniquely as we serve the same God. You know, we're not all called to look the same. 
for where would the unique imprint of God's character be if we simply just copied one another? Rather, we are to find our unique voice. We are, we are called to unpack our unique gifts and use them to serve the same spirit in the unity of the spirit as we worship the one, and, the one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's, that's the calling. And that's how God is glorified in and through his church. So let's have a look at a few, a few more of these verses before unpacking that profound blessing that we find in Psalm 133. Uh, Romans 12, 16 very simply says, live in harmony with one another. It's one of the instructions that we were talking about just now. First Corinthians 12, this passage that I referenced in a, a moment ago that the apostle Paul, when he writes to the church and he uses this analogy of a body, he says, now there are different gifts, but it's the same spirit. There are different ministries, but it's the same Lord. And there are different kinds of activities, but the same God works all of them in each person. There we can very clearly see we're called to fulfill our unique functions well, all serving the same Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then in Ephesians chapter four, it's almost an entire chapter devoted to this idea, which has kind of got the heading unity in the body of Christ, if you read some of the translations. Uh, this is Paul again saying, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. And then he says, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There it is. It's the unity of the Holy Spirit that comes from, from him. And then, of course, one of the most beautiful um, passages of Scripture in John chapter 17, when Jesus himself prays for all believers, all those who would follow him, for, for, for unity, for this exact principle. He says in John 17, 22 to 23, the glory that you have given me, he's talking to, to, to God, his Father in heaven, I have given to them, that's you and me, his disciples, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them, even as you love me. It's such a beautiful prayer that Jesus prays for all of us to be one as they are one the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we can see that even just from these verses, unity is a major theme that calls for our attention and our, and our application today. And so coming back to this passage in Psalm 133, what can we behold? What can we be sure to see in the biblical principle of unity this year? And in so doing, uh, partake in this profound blessing that we see associated with this principle, this, this blessing of that God commanded life and life forevermore. Well, Psalm 133 is actually quite poetic. And I mentioned it right at the beginning. It, it gives us two clues in the references to two kinds of liquids in this passage, oil and water. These are the two word, word pictures that, that represent the nature and promise of this life, and this, this life forevermore that God commands. You know, notice how the oil that was poured on the head of Aaron, who we know was one of the Israelite high, high priests, flows from his head down onto his beard and onto his robe. It paints this picture of overflow, doesn't it? it? It pours down from his head onto his beard and onto his robe. And just imagine how pleasant that aroma, that fragrant oil must have been as it fulfilled, as, as it surrounded him while he fulfilled his duties. It's the sense of, of kind of overflow surrounding the work that he was carrying out. And also the picture of this dew on Mount Heron, which would have served as a key water source to the surrounding areas. This water would have flowed even into, into the Jordan River, which is again another symbolic place. But this water from this mountain would have flowed and served as a life source to an otherwise dry and arid landscape. 
And so both of these pictures, this, this oil and this dew, this water, are pictures pointing towards the flow of life from the place that God is worshipped to the surrounding areas. And this oil, this water, it covers everything with its presence. It fills it. It's a fragrance. And friends, here we have a wonderful and divine responsibility to worship God in unity through our unique gifting and calling and to allow the life that God commands as a blessing, life forevermore, the life of salvation through Christ to flow through us and reach the surrounding areas that we find ourselves in, to reach the whole world. And this morning, may we as worshipers of God and as carriers of his presence always remember the calling that we have not only to live in unity with him and with one another but also to extend the invitation of unity to the world to the world around us as we worship him wholeheartedly and flow with the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and allow that to impact every part of who we are and every one that we might find ourselves in contact with. So I hope that I encourage you this morning as we consider this wonderful picture that where there's unity, God commands the blessing and it's life forevermore. And it's not intended to, to stay where it is. It's intended to flow through us and reach the world around us. Let's take a moment and, and close in a word of prayer before we head out with the rest of our day. Father, we thank you so much for the promise in the scripture that you command life forevermore where there's unity. And so as your body this morning, as your, as your bride, we commit to living in unity with one another. Jesus, we want to worship you with everything that we are. And we thank you according to the scripture that when we do that, you command this blessing. Father, would you help us like those two liquids in that verse represent that, that it would flow through us, Father, and touch, infiltrate every part of our world so that others would also be found in your family. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are leading us every step of this journey. And we just commit to being good stewards of this grace that you have given us. And we thank you so much for your blessing that's already over this day. We receive it by faith and commit it to you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.